Hello, friends, and welcome to the Hair Has Voice podcast. I am Katie Douglas. I am so excited to be here with you today. We are going to be talking about God's love. And can I just say, I am so excited that I'm able to share some of the experiences with you that I have had locked up inside of me for such a long time. And I just feel so humbled to be able to share parts of Jesus's soul with you that I have experienced. Brothers and sisters, God's love and his blessings are not limited. They are unlimited and they are available and experienced by all of God's children. He wants you to live in a place of true love and connection because when you live in a place of true love and connection, you live in a place of true freedom. You live in a place of peace serenity and calm while the storm is raging and I can't even begin to explain the amount of love Jesus has for us and that he has for me. I don't even think that there is words that can accurately describe what I've experienced, uh, what I've felt in the darkest moments of my life and Even in the happiest moments of my life, um, I have seen Jesus Christ cry happy tears. I have heard him laugh (laughs) at me. (laughs) Um, I have experienced his hugs. I have felt his warmth. And I felt his support. Um... I've felt his excitement and I've seen him dance. Um, I've seen him in my mind's eye and I've seen him in visions and I've heard his voice. He's even written me letters. (laughs) He is just such a beautiful, beautiful person. And this is why I am just so excited that I get to share some of this with you. You know, over the last couple of days, I have been praying to Heavenly Father. He did reveal to me that he wanted me to speak about love. And so what I did was I started writing down a list of all the things that love is um, and all the things that love isn't. And once I got to the end of it, I was like, yep, cool. I think this is, this looks pretty good. And then I sort of said to him, I was like, okay, well, what do you want me to sort of, you know, talk about on this list here? And then I heard Jesus say to me, he said, no, Katie, tell them what's in your heart. Tell them of the times when I came to you. And I had two memories pop into my mind. One was, was when I was younger and I was going through a really bad depression Um, there was an angel that came and saved my life. And then there was another one that came to mind, which was a vision that I had of Jesus standing underneath a tree. And I'm going to get into those a little bit later, but I wanted to tell you about what happened tonight. Brothers and sisters, 
can I just say, God is so amazing because for the past three days, I've been praying to know the true identity of the angel um, in this experience that I'm about to tell you about. And I was questioning, I've been questioning these past three days, was it actually an angel or was it Jesus? And as I was sitting here making notes to, you know, do this podcast, I prayed to Heavenly Father again and I said, Heavenly Father, who was the angel? And then he brought to my attention when Jesus said just the other day, tell them of the times when I came to you. And I was like, wait. What? (laughs) Jesus, was that you? (laughs) And he said, yes, Katie, you only thought it was an angel because you didn't know who I was. (laughs) So for the past 14 years, I've been telling the story that it was an angel. But tonight it was revealed to me that it was Jesus himself. So, brothers and sisters, I am excited to be able to tell you this experience of when he came to me. So, this was when I was 19 years old. Uh, This would have been 2007. I was living in Auckland in New Zealand. I was flatting with two guys who attended the same film school as me. And at that time... I had very, very severe depression. I had suicidal thoughts every single day. I was self-harming. I was cutting myself. I was just in a mess. And I'd been going through that probably for about a year um, at that particular point. And also when this happened, I'd only been drinking for about six months. So I was pretty new to alcohol at this particular point. Um, and basically what happened was I went out one night with some friends to a club, came home and my housemate got me completely and utterly wasted. I mean, I swear he must've put a date rape drug into the drink that he gave me and he sexually assaulted me. He molested me. And four days later, um, I was in my bedroom, because this all happened in the house I was living in, by the way. But I was literally in my room, lying on the floor in tears, saying what I thought was going to be my last prayer. And the energy that I had in that moment, I was just pleading to God with my whole heart. I was that freaking done with life that I just wanted to go home. I was so tired and I was just so over it. I was done. It was done. I was like, that's it. I'm out. I'm, I'm done. Completely done. And I just wanted it to be over. And so I remember lying on the floor bleeding everywhere and basically I through my spiritual eyes 
I felt and with my spiritual eyes saw this heavenly being that just came floating like through my window and I didn't know who it was um, but I knew that they were there and when I saw them I I sat up I, I got up off the floor and I sat up against my bed and then this person who I now know was Jesus Christ he knelt down next to me and he looked at me he, he looked me in the eyes and then he just sat beside me and in my head I heard the words I'm here I'm here and it sounded different than my own voice by the way but as I heard those words I literally felt Physically, I felt two arms wrapped around me. And he just held me. He didn't say any other words. He just sat with me and he felt with me. And he radiated the most beautiful feeling of love that I have ever experienced it was the most non-judgmental charitable hug that I have ever felt and the best way that I could describe the feeling that I felt was it was like he saw me as an innocent child that had been in like a really terrible car accident and he felt very sad for me and as I felt that I realized that he was looking into me and he was seeing the true me the innocent me the not not the punishable version of me that I thought I was and he saw past like all of the mortal weakness and he was seeing me for the eternal being that I was the veil was so extremely thin and as he was thinking and feeling all of this so was I. I was almost experiencing myself in his eyes. And I just started speaking and I told him, I said, you know what, I'm just, I'm so tired. And I told him of all the troubles that I was having and who had hurt me and everything and just how terrible I felt. And I just expressed to him how badly I wanted to come home and I just missed the light and I was so desperate I was so desperate for it all to end but the more that I spoke those words in my mind the more the light increased 
And so did the amount of love and comfort into my mind. And for the very first time in such a long time, I felt hope. It was like this pure piece of heaven, a pure piece of just home. It was almost like I felt a glimpse of heaven or like a window of heaven had just opened up. But the best, the best way I could describe it was just home. It was like stepping into your grandmother's house that, you know, that you grew up in or, you know, like somewhere that you've, that is so familiar and recognizable and just so comfortable and peaceful. That's what it felt like. And so um, Jesus stayed there probably for about 20 minutes, I reckon. It would have been around 20 minutes. But in that moment, I learned how beautiful I really was to him. And that I wasn't alone at all. And not just that, but it was like the veil had opened. And I saw that there were, like in my mind, I saw that there were lots of people counting on me including my grandparents, family, future children. And I was also made aware that they all believed in me. And as I was seeing them, right, I was seeing them actually in a vision, um, that they had come to remind me that, that they were there with me every single step of my journey so Jesus quite literally saved my life that night and looking back on this experience it changed my life forever like that hug has been in so many ways a motivation for me to just push forward it's it's given me purpose direction and it's helped me um, to change my perspective entirely. And even after that experience, it was like I knew that God was real after that. It was like that sure witness that I had of God. Up until then, I had believed in him and things like that, but never experienced him before. And after that, I knew that he heard me. And it's, it's one of those things where if I ever have a bad day, like now, it's like I can just play that scene over and over in my head again. And when I do that, it's like I get to feel it and experience it all over again. And so after that, um, I actually had a year of counselling. I got my head somewhat straight-ish. Uh, I ended up struggling with addiction for about six or seven years after that. I got very addicted to drugs and alcohol. But I no longer wanted to kill myself. Um, and I also stopped believing that I was completely useless. 
So I managed to work through a lot of that trauma um, over the next 12 years and oh my goodness, this next experience that I'm about to share with you is when he actually took the trauma from me. So over those 12 years, I really tried not to hate the guy, right? Like I really tried to have as much love towards him as I possibly could. I tried to forgive him, which I did. And I I felt like I moved on because the one thing that, um, and I learned this really young, right? It was playing on TV on Dr. Phil when I was like 14. And he was talking to, you know, these girls that had been abused And he said that, you know, when you don't forgive someone, they still have power over your life. And I thought to myself, yep, (laughs) and I am never going to allow this person to rob me of my happiness for the rest of my life. And I was so adamant that that wasn't going to happen. And so, um, but here we are, right, 12 years later, so this would have been 2019, I am still struggling with it. And I still feel like there is trauma, or at least the energy from that trauma stuck inside me. And I couldn't get rid of it. And so... Here I was trying so hard to move on and put this experience behind me. And like I said, for the most part I did. I didn't hate the guy anymore. But I wanted it all gone. Like I wanted just, I just wanted to move on. So this one day I came home from work, sat on the couch and I was just in deep thought and prayer. And to be honest, frustration Because, you know, I'd been dealing with this for 12 years and I was just so sick of it. And so, as I sat on the couch, I put on this beautiful meditation music and I just disappeared into my mind. And I pictured, I started picturing in my head and I saw Heavenly Father um, on his throne, which was a rocking chair, by the way. And I said to him, Father, it's time. And he replied, smiling at me, and he said, Jesus is waiting for you. And then he held out his hand uh, with his palm up, like as if if I was going to hand him something. And then he, he waved it or swooped it, like left to right, as in to kind of like you know that welcoming kind of gesture and as he moved his hand from left to right I see almost like this curtain unpeel and I started seeing this vision that played out in my imagination and there was this field with the most beautiful long thick and luscious green grass This was like the most beautiful grass that I've ever seen and and it was alive and if you touched it right it would have had like this fluffy kind of a texture and there was this dirt path that led to a big tree there was 
Um, there was wind that was moving everything as well. And there was like this big and beautiful um, mountain, like two mountains in the background. And behind it was the most beautiful golden sunset. It had the most beautiful hues of pink and gold and orange. It even had like a little bit of red. Just absolutely beautiful. And I saw Jesus standing under this tree. And the tree, it was quite a big tree. It didn't, it wasn't like a willow tree. Like it didn't have any leaves that were kind of hanging down off of it. But it would kind of look like a tree. Like, you know, when you see the tree of life as it was de depicted, it kind of looked like that. Same sort of shaping. And he was wearing like a cream colored robe and brown sandals. And I walked up to him. And when I got to him, he stood up and he smiled at me. And with that smile, I instinctively knew that he had been waiting for me this whole time. Like he had been sitting there waiting for me for like a thousand years. But it didn't bother him. And, and I knew that he would have continued to wait for me. For like another thousand years. And it wouldn't have bothered him at all. There was just no time in that space. And I said to Jesus, I said, Jesus, I have something that I want to give you. And he responded and he said, sure, Katie. And I looked down to my right and I saw that I was holding Max's hand. The guy that abused me, I saw I was holding his hand. And in that moment, I thought to myself, this is it, Katie. This is your chance to finally move on and to put it all behind you. You're going to be passing this over to the Savior and it's all going to be in his hands. And whatever happens after this will happen, but it's time to let go. And so after I meditated and just became ready, I pulled up Max's hand with mine and I put it into Jesus's hand and then Jesus said to me thank you Katie I will take care of that for you and then Max disappeared and then Jesus with like so much excitement on his face like I'll never forget it he reached around to the back of his pocket and um, he pulled something out and he then put a clasped fist like out in front of me with what it was that he had pulled out of his pocket. And he smiled at me, looked into my eyes and I looked into his. And then he drew my attention to his fist. 
and he slowly opened his hand into a flat palm. And in the palm of his hand, there was a little ball of light. And I said to him, Jesus, what is that? And he said, Katie, it's a new chance. Will you take it? And then me, my reaction was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. This is so beautiful. What a beautiful opportunity and a beautiful gift. And then the other half of me was feeling a little bit anxious because I thought that I was going to have to do a lot of work to heal afterwards, like after this new chance. But then Jesus so calmly said to me, that's okay, Katie, because I'm going to be there with you every single step of the way. I felt so much peace in his words. And I reached out and I grabbed that little ball of light out of his palm and I held on to it. I held it up to my chest and I put it into my heart. And then I said to Jesus, please, can we just stay here for a while? And he said, sure, Katie, stay as long as you like. So we both sat down under the tree together and we watched the sun go down. It was one of those most beautiful times in my life with Jesus that, you know, I really learned who he was, or at least that part of him. And over the next few days, I prayed to Heavenly Father with a question, and I asked him, I said, like, Heavenly Father, what did Jesus mean when he said to me, I'll take care of that for you? And then I heard Heavenly Father say to me, Katie, Jesus forgets sins, but he'll never forget how you feel. And in that moment, I was speechless. I thought Jesus was giving me a new chance from him forgiving my sins. That's what I thought. I thought that he was forgiving my sins because this was my sin, right? This was my sin. But he wasn't forgiving sins. He had already done that. <laughs> he was healing my pain. He was giving me the chance at living a life free from trauma. A chance at happiness. <laughs> when he said, when Heavenly Father said he will never forget how you feel. Oh my goodness. I realized that that is so true. He has perfect gifts of empathy and he feels everything we feel, every pain that we experience. He feels that. And I also realized in that moment that time didn't exist, right? We, we're in an eternal now. And... Through some godly, miraculous power, 
When Jesus Christ was suffering in the Garden of Gethsemane, he literally felt and took upon himself the exact same molecules of energy that I had experienced in my so-called time, in his so-called time. And I came to understand that that is how Christ's atonement works. That there is no time. Just energy. And if there's one thing that I realized is that there is just so much of God's power that I just don't understand. But I've experienced it. And I really came to understand just how much Jesus loves us brothers and sisters when I had that experience it wasn't because I was doing works I was just being myself I was just being authentic and real it wasn't my righteousness that qualified me to have that experience it was my brokenness that qualified me to have that experience And I testify to you, brothers and sisters, that when you are broken and when you are open, Jesus will come to you. And you can experience him in a way that is literally (laughs) beyond your imagination. (laughs) And I know for me, this experience that I had with him was totally beyond my imagination because even though my imagination is as vivid as it is, there is no way that I could have ever thought all of that up in my head. I mean, I'm creative, but I'm not that creative. (laughs) Brothers and sisters, I hope that you have enjoyed hearing this experience today and I am looking forward to sharing many many more of them with you and I want to leave this sacred experience with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.